Attention hard lore audio listeners. This very special episode was designed to be watched, but should be fine to listen to as well. Do with that information what you will, and have a great day. Bye. It is whatnot time. Whatnot. Oh, my God. I'm a believer. I'm obsessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't get it, you know, four months ago. Five months ago, I didn't get it. Then we well, started just the doing concept it. was a little lost on it, right? Yes. Kind of that got it's, it's Twitch meets Cameo meets eBay. It really is. It is the it is the best place to buy and sell any kind of memorabilia, real, realistically. Mm-hmm. Lars Fredrickson is on there. You know who else is on there? Brody King. My favorite person. <laughs> Dan Housen. All Ego Ethan Page. Wow. Uh, tons of people, you know, the tons of different products, toys, cards, games. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's the best place to buy and sell hardcore vintage memorabilia. Realistic. Yeah, of course. Shirts, vinyl. So Give be me. sure to join us at the end of every month. I think our, our policy is pretty much the last Friday of every month. Yeah. Is Hardlore Whatnot Day. It's the, it's going to be the only place where you can buy certain Hardlore shirts. Uh, you're, we, we're going to always have old stuff from our bands and our friends' bands, records, rare stuff. You can come, you can bid, you can hang out, and you basically watch a two-hour-ish live Hardlore episode that is never seen again. Mm-hmm. And we have we typically do around 10 items each, so that's a lot of stuff you can get. We do giveaways. We do all kinds exactly. of stuff. So uh, click the link in the description for 15 bucks off your first purchase. And it's also Manscaped time, baby. We've been scaping men for months now. (laughs) And we got our packages coming. I can't wait. Oh, that body wash. Body wash coming. I'm staying thick as thieves with the crop preserver. You're preserved and I'm revived. I'm. I'm living deliciously since since Manscaped. Came you into my life, you know. Black Philip, living life. That's me, man. I smell great. I smell yeah. good. My balls are barely balls. You yeah. know, might as well be my elbow at this point. <laughs> it's all one thing, and that's thanks to Manscaped. So I, use code Hardlore for twenty percent off plus free shipping. Yes, I was just gonna say I, we, you know, we kind of have a golden ticket. I've tried a myriad of products. I've yet to f- even find a thing where I'm like, yeah. Like everything, I'm like, oh, this smells great. Like every, every single time. Manscaped product that we get sent is like, yeah, I could use this forever. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, I so. could keep this in stock for the rest of my days on mm-hmm. Earth. Mm-hmm. So we hope that you feel the same. And you know, we're we, our goal is to get you twenty percent off those things and free shipping. <laughs> free shipping. So you use code Hardlore. You scape your man. If you you know you buy it for your partner. Your ex, mm, if you want to fuck with him, you dad, know? your dad. I sent my dad an extra lawnmower that I that I had gotten from Manscaped. Lord knows, dad's balls be stanking, and this <laughs> is the only remedy. Okay, ball dad bows dad's <laughs> balls needed this, <laughs> and thank God his son has a podcast where he could make that a reality. I love you, dad. <laughs> Back to the episode.
Hello, welcome. It's Hard Lore time here at Quill's Coffee in Louisville, Louis? Louis. Kentucky, Louis? Louis? It's Louisville. Oh my God. It's Brian Garris from Knock Loose. Wow, What's and he's up? mic'd up and ready to go. You're mic'd up and you knew. You wow. knew we'd be here. Thank you for joining us today, Brian. Yeah, Who's that for handsome me. young lad right there? That's Brian Garris from Knock Loose. You were just telling us about that day. Yeah. <laughs> that a rough day? That was a rough day. Explain why. Um, that was the day that we filmed our live stream for uh, during lockdown. Um, we waited out for as long as we could to try not to, but then we thought maybe we just should. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Um, I hadn't screamed in a year and a half. Your um, vocal sounds so good in that live stream. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I, um, we had an, a location picked out. We were going to do it inside of this like old church, Sexy. and they bailed with 12 hours notice nice. before we were supposed to start filming. Sexy. So luckily, uh, Nate from Zabalba oh, yeah. hooked us up Nate. with the, the warehouse that we ended up shooting it in in front of like an LED wall. I hit up our graphic designer and was like, I need 45 minutes of LED footage in 12 hours. Perfect. And he like literally didn't sleep. And we were filming it as, so it wasn't live. But we were filming it as the songs were coming in. Like we were all just chilling and we'd get a text and we'd be like, oh, Dropbox is updated. We'd go get into place and we'd, Whoa, we'd do that awesome. song. Yeah. Dropbox. Some hard. Yeah. You notice he didn't say Google Drive. He converted me to Dropbox. I, I'm, I get it now. It's embarrassing Listen. that I knew you when you weren't a Dropbox. Listen. Thank you for that. Right, you're, you, we got to stop Google Drive. You've turned heel on me. It's the the, the Google Drive <laughs> epidemic is out of control. You can't download the stuff. Dropbox is instant. You can share with your friends or your enemies. And that's what I prefer to do. Yeah. Tell us about this banner. Oh, so if you're not from Louisville. From where? I mean, Louisville. most of you probably aren't from Louisville. Yeah. But um, all over Louisville, ever since I've, like, growing up and stuff, there's banners like this all over the place that, that are just, like, important people from the city um, that will say, like, Muhammad Ali's Louisville and like Jennifer Lawrence's Louisville and I've always said that like one day it would be so cool to have a knocked loose one so this was actually a gift um, from our lighting person Taylor and our manager uh, James Vitalo they actually surprised us this with surprised us with this banner so this is my first time actually seeing it wow Taylor official sixth member yeah Taylor official sixth member also <laughs> mentioned on the show before she has a master's degree <laughs> Listen, the first time Brian and I really hung out, he came over to my house. This is the hardest lore ever. <laughs> and he was telling me, you know, we're telling each other about our partners. He's like, you know, uh, you know, my partner, Taylor, she has a master's degree. And I was like, damn, are you serious? And I could see that you second guessing whether or not you were right. And you were like, yeah. I think I was <laughs> commenting on the fact that we both have like very smart partners yeah. and we're just and then like here we are yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i was like yeah like Taylor, yeah she's a she master, master of something you know, and he said uh does she really and his excitement immediately let me know that i was wrong but i <laughs> did it i didn't know him well enough so i was just like yes i'm gonna lie yeah she does and then i went home that night and taylor was in like taking a bath i just knocked on the door and i was like do you have a master's degree? And she was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Was it, what, was it an associate's? Bachelor's. Uh, no, bachelor's Bachelor, degree. that's still, yeah. hey. It's still it's impressive. Pretty, pretty gangster, but regardless. But I, I didn't, yeah, I it was funny, because you brought it up later, too. Like, yeah. things got quiet. We were watching YouTube, which yeah, is the best like, way to hang out. It is. Just get food that's and how you get go to watch know YouTube. It really yeah. is. Um, 
and you were like, man, I can't believe she has a master's. And I was like, I know, me neither now. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> so you, you're telling us that today we're going to be eating something called a, a hot brown? Yeah, it's a... You can get shot for saying that in some, some places. <laughs> yeah. It's a Louisville dish. Um, there's a hotel here called the Brown Hotel, and it was invented there. Okay. Um, Describe it. Describe the dish. The hot brown is an open-faced sandwich, two pieces of Texas toast, turkey, ham, like a cheese sauce, a fried green tomato on top of it. Oh. It's very, very good. It is super filling. The place that we're going to, I used to actually wait tables there. Fuck yeah. They would let me tour, me and our drummer Paxson mm -hmm. work there. They offer a half brown because of how big it is. We might be a couple half browns right here. Yeah. We're going to Jets. Now. We're going to go to Jets. Yeah. Well, let's go try this hot brown. You, you know, you had my curiosity. Now you have my intention. So <laughs> I'm starving. I've never been this hungry in my life, except aside from. I want to tell a quick story. Yesterday, mm. I left from Chicago. They had a layover in Chicago. I was there early because we wanted to get McDonald's at O'Hare. O'Hare, lovely O'Hare International Airport has a McDonald's in every yeah. terminal. As you big know. fan. Yeah. As you know. So I was going to meet them. We were going to have our meal. He was so cranky and so upset that we had to, we couldn't even walk back to our gate with our food. We had to eat there. And then he became a whole other person. It was very hungry. McDonald's, I feel like it's important that you eat it the second they hand it to you. Thank you. Because it, you let it age at all and it just gets There's worse. There's a five minute window on them fries. Yeah. Okay? What's your order? Uh, double cheeseburger. Love it. Medium fry. Cheeseburger or a McDouble? Double cheeseburger. Double cheese because you get the two pieces you of cheese. You get the two pieces wow. of cheese, yeah. Uh, and and plus, like a McDouble now after tax is almost as much anyways. It's like three fifty nine. Yeah, um, it used to be a dollar seven. Yeah. I remember. Um, Dark times. Sometimes I'll do a McChicken as well. Sometimes mm. I'll do a fillet of fish as well. You haven't heard the Joss episode yet. I haven't. You want to know? Tartar. He gets a fillet of fish with extra cheese and extra tartar. That's insane. <laughs> Jamie. Tartar sauce is insane. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Um, you're not anti-tartar, but you're not pro double tartar. Yeah, I, I'm not knocking anything Jamie Jossa does. Maybe he's on something. Maybe you? he's on yeah. something. What do we know? How can you? Yeah. Well, let's go eat this fucking hot brown. <laughs> so I can, you know, make it hot brown all What's over the name myself. of the place? Uh, the restaurant is called 119. We'll see you at 119. Bang. You know. Right, yeah. So that's. Uh, We're cruising along. Yeah, it's killing. Colin, do a, do a blast off here. All right. We're seated at our table in 119 West Main. LaGrange, Kentucky? Yeah. LaGrange? LaGrange. LaGrange, right? Like the ZZ yeah. Top song. Yeah. Just like the ZZ Brown. So what's the, what's Play the, the thing? Play the hot brown. Oh, the thing is the hot brown. Well, there's a lot of things. Honestly, there's so much good stuff here. But you all should do the hot brown. We're gonna do. We I'm do gonna do three, a half brown. We should do three half browns. Yeah. And we should do the Reuben wontons. Okay. And we should do the bread pudding. You don't want me to eat chicken liver like you were saying? Not from here, just because I haven't had it, so I can't recommend it. That's yeah, new since I worked here. That's okay. new. Um, if you want chicken livers, you just so order for us as the the okay. king of this joint. Okay. Um, Do you think your old uh, lockers back, your cubby back there? <laughs> you got your hairnet back there? <laughs> no, I, I luckily didn't have to wear a hairnet. That's disgusting. Huge. I didn't. I just served, but I was yeah, terrible. You did. I was terrible at serving it. Serving cunt. Serving ass. <laughs> <laughs> me and uh, me and our drummer he went worked to every here. Table and went, 
<laughs> Me and our drummer worked here, and our our drummer, if you don't know him, is like the jolliest person on earth. People people say like golden retriever boyfriend, yeah. whatever. Like that's like a thing. He's an actual hound. He's yeah. jovial as fuck. He, yeah, dude. He's so the nice. most delightful. I've never seen him in a bad mood. Yeah. So ever. he he just like walks up and. Uh, people would just throw tips at him. And then me, I couldn't get him to fucking tip me to save their life. Cause he comes up and he's like juggling their drinks and I come up and I'm like, hey. What can I get you dudes? Yeah. Just yeah. still chewing on a cig. He's like, oh, how's it going? He always like taps his belly. What oh, can nice. I get you? <laughs> Dude, I can totally see. I just walked in from a smoke break, still right. blowing smoke out You're of my- You're still on the smoke yeah. break. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck you want? Yeah. So, a half brown is tender oven roasted turkey, country yeah. ham, yeah. maple bacon. Could do without it. Fried green tomato. Yeah. Cheesy Mornay sauce mm -hmm. and melted cheddar. Yeah. Over a thick slice of Texas toast. We got Roxanne on, we're fine. We're gonna be you fine. like the police? You fuck with the police? Fuck. ACAB. You know. Co couple tracks? Well. <laughs> More of a sting, man. Are they a couple tricks? More of a WCW sting, you know, myself. <laughs> Couple My tracks. least favorite genre of music is classic rock. Really? Really? You don't like any? Wow. Think about this song. Mm -hmm. It's the chorus for six and a half minutes. It's, but it's probably the worst song. I'm going to be honest with you. As, like a, as like a bold police fan. I'm with you. I, the reason I'm with you is because like songwriting has evolved and yes. something so much cooler. But it's all you had to do. And you were rich. If you yeah. had a hit, if you had a hook. One hook on the radio. The hook brings you back, as one man, Mr. One Pop. harmonica playing motherfucker once said. And boy, did it. Because the, are they from Louisville? Yeah. Blues Traveler. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Should be. Should be. You know who's from Louisville? Where's Blues Traveler? Muhammad Ali. I heard. Who? Um, who else? Muhammad Ali. Prince Tom New Cruise. Jersey. Tom Cruise. Went to prom with my Why didn't you leave with that? Wait, what? Pretty sure. Either that or I he just went to high school. I know he went to high school. I know he went to high school here for a fact. Syracuse, New York. Dude, I know he went to high school here. He went to a private school here. Mm. Here's the thing. He's St. Xavier High School. No. He's for sure watching this right now. And he'll chime in. And like, he's going to be so upset. Yeah. He's going to say, hey, Brian, I heard you were talking shit about that. With just his middle tooth. Exactly. <laughs> Love me some. some I can't wait for the next mission possible. Don't get me started. Yeah. Oh, Die. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. I think we're ready to. Yeah, I think so. We're going to start with two orders of the Reuben wontons. Mm. And then we're going to do three half browns. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. you yes, please. certainly not. You cannot steal what is legally your property. Good to know. <laughs> I needed you there. Tom. I know. You did good. You know what I think about a lot? You had it covered. You know what I think about a lot? Please. The pho place that you take me to. I don't know. If, I think I want a gatekeep. Yeah, to so, keep people out. You know what they don't have here? Good pho. It's. I've got really good ramen in Louisville. Yeah, I'm sure. But not really good pho. I went to a pho place the other day in Chicago, and I got the like works one where it's just like every meat, and I didn't realize that it had tripe in it. Yeah. I don't fucking tripe. Oh, I love tripe. 
It's so scaly and slimy. I could take it or leave it. Like, I, if I look at it, I, like, lost my appetite. It's like squid, if, if squid was beef. But I like squid. How many uh, hot browns have you eaten in your entire life? I didn't know what it was until I worked here. Not a there were plenty of lunch breaks where I had a hot brown, for sure. So it's, but it's a famous thing. In Louisville, yeah. But you didn't know. Not so was that more your fault? I was like a, fault? until I started touring, I was like a Shelter. cheese pizza chicken nuggets guy. Well, and that's, when, that's me now. Yeah. I mean, Jackson, chicken that's nuggets. awesome. But when I started touring, I was like, I want to experience. Mm. Well, we say this all the time as Edgeman. Food is what we have. That's all we got. It's yeah. the best. I remember the first time we toured with you, you all went to a bitchy dinner in Vegas. Vegas. A and I remember dinner. they went to uh, Delmonico's. It was, was that the one? Yeah. yeah. And I've been since, but I remember at the time, I was like, I've never spent $100 on a meal. I would, I would never do that. That's the bill before the tip was $1,200. Really? He didn't have it? What'd you say? Was that the, was that the Chris Andrews? No, no, no. Oh. No, 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 not that one, sorry. You this was closer this was to the mic. <laughs> peak Andy Williams for the table. Oh. Like the coining, yeah. like that year. It was like Andy, it was Andy, Steve, Andy and Paxson. Paxson and Cole, me, Chris and James. And it was twelve. And now hundred bucks is Are you kidding me? Taco Bell DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Times have changed. Hundred dollars. I had an eight hundred dollar meal the other day. Hot brown eyed girl. It's a pun. Brown eyed girl. This is one of the worst songs I ever all time. No. One time uh, when I was Apologies. a young man, my dad was dating this lady, Julie. Fucking and Julie. Julie had a birthday party. And my dad was in a band, and they played like her birthday party, right? And they played this song, of course. And Julie came up to me, and she was like, Bo, look, brown eyes, this song is for me. And I just went, I <laughs> just walked away. How old were you? Six. How would she have thought you would give a shit? I don't know. I really didn't fuck with Julie. Like you were supposed to go. I was supposed to go, thanks, new mom. <laughs> yeah, you're not Dapper my real mom, up. so fuck you, fuck your brown fucking <laughs> You piece six of shit. Year old. That's how six year olds are. We should do an episode where we deprive you of food. No. I'll deprive you of a life. <laughs> you should do a mukbang. I would love that. That's, you, we've talked about that. That's our dream. You and yeah. I, yeah. You and I have literally talked about doing just food TikToks eating, in your car. Eating food in the car. I, yeah. think, I think 2023 is right here. Ha, have you had D-Town Pizzeria yet? I haven't had D-Town yet. Did you see that they had to issue a statement that ever since that dude, How Kev Eats, reviewed it, that you they've sold out food. every single day? Yeah. You got to line up now. I won't. Yeah, but it, but it may I'll be the closest like, thing to Jets you can get thing, in LA. Man. I'll use my new pizza community power. I gotta. You're I'm, in. I'm in with these pizza okay. <laughs> I'll use that. Yeah. And I'll we'll, we'll pull something. I off. need the plug because Apollonius is way too cool for me. I got you. Dude. <laughs> Have you had it, Apollonius? No. It's crazy. I'm gatekeeping Apollonius. Sorry if he I just blew up your spot. Every, you can... He gatekeeps joy. He gatekeeps <laughs> no. I gate give that. <laughs> I'm giving that out for free. <laughs> uh, you can bleep out the name of the place if you want to gatekeep it on the podcast. Fuso One? Apollonius. Oh. Oh. No, they can have that. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Barstool went there. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They got, they're a little bigger than us. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. He shit on Spinelli's, though, so he's, well, he's the odd. Dude, he, he shits on, I mean, like, Chicago. Too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. He shits on Chicago pizza. He shits a lot, actually. He be shitty. He, he be <laughs> shitty. Whatever. You He's, don't like this song? 
I would go as far as I hate this song. <laughs> because it's a chorus for seven minutes. You might could be onto something. That's what I'm saying. The math you're doing. There's definitely exceptions. There's exceptions to every rule. Yeah, every pop song you've ever heard. Yeah, but that's different. Because it's not. It's it doesn't overstay its welcome. Mm, like, like, what that. are some of the best pop songs in the world? I want to dance with somebody. Doesn't overstay its welcome. And How the long third is it? chorus is a bridge with a with a key, key change. change. Yeah. But it, I'm just saying. Brown eyed girl ain't going. <laughs> you know. But he only. I bet you did only say the chorus three times. In Brown Eyed Girl? Yeah, yeah no but shot. The, the chorus of the song is My Brown Eyed Girl. And then the bridge is Sha na 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 na. Now you only do that my, once. My Brown Eyed Girl. That's the chorus. What's some of your favorite choruses of all time? Africa. Africa's. Yeah. Africa. You went through a big Africa oh, phase, yeah. I remember. Very I had close. one of those moments where it's like, you know, you hear a song so wow. many times. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, movie. thank you very much. No. no. I think we're great. Thank Perfect. you. Thank you. What is, this? what is this? The Reuben wonton. It's like an egg roll with a Reuben inside of it. And it's like Thousand Island to dip it in. You ever see that chop thing it's probably where hot Chris Santos goes, the wontons. That's your homie, isn't it? He's the homie. I followed him because of your wreck. You hear that, Chris? He's the homie. That's going to be the hottest. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? You've ruined your food for the rest of the day. Caroline. <laughs> so good. It is that was one of my faves. <laughs> Breathing <laughs> fire. <laughs> so go on with the choruses. Africa. I had a moment with Africa where it's like you hear a song so much that you don't pay attention to it, and then one time it clicks. Yeah. And you're like, the overuse of this song really does a disjustice to it because it's such an amazing song. It's like a scientifically perfect song. Yeah. I mean, but the thing, the crazy thing about Toto, Van Nuys, as yes. I know, they, they have nothing but crazy chorus. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The band is. Whole record's good. Unbelievable. Um, my friend gifted me a first press of that to, record. Total four? Yeah. Is it four or two? That has four. It's four. Um, because of my obsession with that song. Yeah. And I dove into the rest of the record and was like, it's all good. Steve Winwood, Higher Love. Bring me a higher Amazing yeah. chorus. Uh, Man in the Mirror. I mean, anything on that yeah. is like... What are some of the best choruses within the last decade? In the last decade? Uh, Locked Out of Heaven by Bruno Mars. Locked Out of Heaven is incredible. The breakdown at the end? What Gaga song am I Dude, choosing? there's a video of them playing. <laughs> oh, Venus? When Venus, that's, when that's amazing. There's a video of Bruno Mars covering, or they play their song, Locked Out of Heaven, and then they start playing Walking on the Moon, and Sting walks out and plays and sings it with them. Crazy. It's outstanding. Yeah, that's sick. My Nana has a huge crush on Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> I got Ruben all over. But I'm really going to let it air out. See, it's literally on fire. There are flames coming out of this one time right now. I think it's pretty good. Hardboard mukbang. This is the first one. How much do you think you could put down in one setting? All of it. 
<laughs> Paxson did a podcast with uh, Craig, mm-hmm. the downbeat. Yeah. And the their conversation started by Craig saying, how many dumplings do you think you could eat in one sitting? The answer is yes. <laughs> I think Paxson said like 40. What size dumplings? Like, like gyoza. Like oh, gyoza. gyoza. He said 40? Yeah. He couldn't eat 40. I could do 41. No. <laughs> do you know the story about Marlon Brando? And yes, the eggs. Dude. Legend, dude. Paul Was Newman. Paul Newman, yeah. Because in Cool Hand Luke, he eats 50. And Marlon Brando challenged him to do it, and he ate 51 all the while, calling him a fraud. Because he wouldn't do it. <laughs> He's a fraud. He, I think he lived and died in the valley. His son lived Brando? in the valley. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we got Toto, Marlon Brando, Paul Abdul, God's Hate. We were just talking about Sound City. We got Sound City, Foo Fighters uh, practice space. Here we go. Thousand Islands. One thousand islands died <laughs> so that I could eat this. How do they have this but not like mustard? What? Mustard would go really well with this. I know the thousand. I know, but I'm just saying, like a nice mustard. Isn't this on Rubens? Did you try it yet? I just tried it. Did you like it? Yeah. Just tried it. They assume most people like this, and that's why they get it. Are we double dipping or what? I was reverse dipping. Respect. Out of a pure etiquette. You got to reverse. You don't need to worry about it. What do we got? I can't hear it. You hate it. What is it? Billy Joel. William Joel. Was there a... um, particular place where like after knock these practice and stuff you guys would go and eat? Um, yeah. It's called Red Pepper. <laughs> What's Red Pepper? <laughs> we were leaving Weapon X practice and he was saying, uh, I'm going to take them here to get the hot brown because it's like the regional dish. That's kind of our vibe, right? But everyone in Weapon X plus Paxson and Paxson's girlfriend whose name is... Daphne. Forgot her name. My apologies. Classic name. They, they were like, you're not going to take him to Red Pepper? And Isaac was like, furious. Offended. Borderline furious. And then we went to his childhood home, mm-hmm. met his mama. He changed real quick. She asked what we were doing, and she went, oh, surprised you're not going to Red Pepper. But. Is that the diet? I would just oh. love it. Yeah. As Brian said, you, you're a little snobby. A little. I didn't say that. He said this verbatim. <laughs> He said that prick come. Uh, no, son of a bitch is pretty. He's, but like you live in a place where there's delis, delicatessens. Yeah. Jewish delis. Is that what it is? It's a it's deli. It's not a Jewish deli by any means. It's a sandwich spot. It's oh. a sandwich spot. It's called a deli, but it's not like. It's a great sandwich. I don't think it's like a deli. I'm not a huge sandwich guy. So there you go. But See, I'm a huge I, sandwich guy. Mm-hmm. I love red pepper. It's always the first meal I have when I fly Do back. Do they have an Italian sandwich? Yes. Is there oil and vinegar? Yes. They don't have a Chardonnay. It's down the street. We it's literally on this street. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm hungry. The yeah. band was so mad that I'm not taking you they were, <laughs> Isaac was like, what? Like, from outside. Wow. Um, that is like a staple for the band. Okay. You're okay with not gatekeeping that? You want, you want that out there? We can for, go. You don't live here anymore. No oh, right. We can go. We can literally go from meal to meal. <laughs> you know that I'm all about that. We've done it. 
And this lo so there's two locations, one right over here. The one over here does a club sandwich that the other one doesn't. It's like named after a woman that works there. It's called the Club Wallace. So good. What's the big one? Langer's? Langer's. That might be New York. I like, um, oh, Katz's New York? No, Katz is New York. Brent's is the goat. I'm not gatekeeping. You can go to Brent's, it's in the valley. Langer's, I think, is what it's called sure. in LA. <laughs> and then his daughter has one called Daughters. Delhi. Well, uh, what a, in West poetry. Hollywood. Poetry. Um, very good. Like pastrami. Mm. Um, but it's not like that. It's not that kind of deli. I see. But it's still fire. But they didn't have anything like regional. It's just. Yeah. Which is why we're we, had, we needed to have the local thing. That's what I want. Yeah. And Always. there's history because I worked here. I made little to no tips here. <laughs> you were so like, therefore, little to no One money. of the worst servers of all time. One of the worst, probably. In the history of. And I. But they let me tour. It's almost yeah. invaluable. Yeah. yeah. They let me tour. They didn't care at all about my schedule. Me and Paxson did Warp Tour while we worked here. Wow. It was that recent? Yeah. I'm about my money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quit my job until I was good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do another one. This man metabolizes at an incredible rate. I have shit in weeks. I texted Isaac and said, can we go to your parents for hard lore? He said, of course. Of course. <laughs> My man. Whatever the venue is, the, the first show you ever played, I want to see that. I want to see where you start. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Easy. What's that called? Keswick's Democratic Club. Oh. Sounds Have you all ever heard of that before? No. And no. you know what? I was just talking to Alex, and she said Harm's Ways definitely never played in the parking lot there. Really? Yeah. News to me. Where the fuck was I? <laughs> this man be lying. Might maybe Sig uh, Mania? <laughs> it could have been much more than Sigs at the time, too. What were you into? He's a little stinker. What's your favorite drug ever? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Try. Mom, Mom was going to watch this. Oh. She's a fan of the show. My parents know everything. Mommy. She's a friend of the show. Oh, okay. So they wouldn't mind. What they, is her favorite drug? <laughs> the love of a loving son. I don't mean it that way. I nice. just mean they wouldn't mind because I'm like, I have a really good relationship with both my parents. Mm. Talk to them about everything. Brandy. Told them everything. Very nice. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. sweet both cow. my parents still together. Something that's funny with my parents, this is deep lore. My mom is like very social. Very. Um, she's on social media. She like, all my friends call she's her mom. There. Yes. Um, so because of that, people always just assume that my dad's not in the picture because they only ever see my mom. So for years, my dad's just made the joke like, yeah, you were raised by a single parent, blah, blah, blah. Like my dad just doesn't have the clout that my mom has. Okay. <laughs> but I'm here to put on record that like... You love your dad? Yeah. <laughs> They're together. He's dope. It's crazy. Breaking news, Brian Garris loves his dad too. Do you love your dad? <laughs> Yeah, Brandy and I are uh, mutuals on Twitter, so. Him and you? Brandy. Oh, well, yo, if Brandy doesn't follow you. <laughs> Eat a red hot <laughs> Reuben wonton immediately. Um, my dad is in 
knocked loose Facebook groups. Wow. Why would he do that? Like, there's a Facebook group where people just post knocked loose memes, mm -hmm. and my dad's in it. He smashes the motherfucking like button? He'll send them to me. Yeah, because they friend him and they message him. <laughs> and my dad's too nice to ignore it. Oh my god. And they say, I'm trying to get a hold of Brian, but he won't respond. Will you ask if he'll play at my wedding? And then my dad hits me and he's like, My friend wants to know. And I'm like, Is it your friend or is it a friend on Facebook? Hey, don't do that. <laughs> Something that was really weird for me when I started touring full time and like when we started picking up a little bit of steam was like people having so much access to that information. Yeah. That like people that when you I've became never famous. Met. No, I'm not famous. I am on celebritybirthdays.com. That's all it takes. <laughs> Has famous South Park drawn you? Uh I don't think At so. At famous South Park, then you're not shit yet. <laughs> you're it'll get you'll get. Okay. <laughs> Celebrity what? Celebritybirthdays.com. Oh no, famous birthdays. Punk singer. I'm punk. Wow. September 6th. That's right. September. Libra. No. What the? Virgo. Happened? You're a Virgo. Yeah. yeah. You're We're virgins. Virgo too? Yeah. We've never had sex. Wow. When's your birthday? 24th. I knew that about you. Trace is the 20th. You're Irish the number guy. one most famous with your last name. Congrats. Sorry, Dallas and Trey. <laughs> You're the 60,000th most popular on the site. Wow. There's a lot of people on the middle world. 7 billion? <laughs> You're the 60,000th most, fam most famous We guy. got all looters? No, <laughs> sure don't. I ain't on there for sure. Let's see. Colin. No way. Yeah, you're going to get the guy from the foundation. Soul singer. Yeah. That ain't you. No. Oh, well, for a second I thought maybe... The guy who said build me up buttercup, yes, his, his name's, name's Colin Young. Yo, when, uh, when the Kings of the Black Throne theme came out, yeah. a fucking like Wrestling Inc. or something was like, the foundation singer provided the entrance music for... You idiots. Like, Google for one second. One second. Found foundation's singer from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Colin what they're called? Young. The foundations, right? No, I'm talking about foundation. Yeah, I'm Thomas Pearson. I'm vegan. I play Overwatch. I want to gamble. <laughs> I don't. I want to play Eureka. What was that meme that was like, I do not have a gambling addiction. I've done it every single day for the past 12 years and I'm still not addicted. That is <laughs> poetry. What problem was that, bro? You're going to make me cry. Is that James Joyce? James Joyce. <laughs> when you guys decided, okay, Knock Loose is going to be a heavy band, who are you? I guess we should ask. Who are you doing? Who do you do? Who's the band do? Who do you do? Uh, we bounced around a lot between sounds, and when we landed on like just being a heavy band, yeah, it kind of was like because we were trying too hard to do other bands, mm -hmm. and then it was just like the only like we're all very different musically. The only similarity we have is like breakdowns, so oh, it was like let's do man. that, and it and it ended up kind of being like I would say more of like an an era rather than a specific band, but like the closed casket bands of the time, like That's Harm's insane. Way. Like, That's a cool answer. That is a cool answer. Just like bands that were in the hardcore space, but were way heavier. Mm. There's a, a lineup shirt from 2012. Yeah. That this is hardcore. That was like... Cruising Times Disgrace, Harm's Way. Incendiary, Zabalba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Zabalba, like... Yeah, all that shit was sick. I definitely had the like... What, the Dr. Dre Zabalba shirt. Mm. 
I love it. You know what I'm talking I about. I do. Here it comes. The moment. My first half brown. The bottom one is really hot. This is a half brown. That's yeah, what beer would say. So imagine the hot brown. The full one. Fire. Thank you. Yes. I could eat about six of them. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, we definitely need to let this relax for so a what bit. What do I do? Thank you. you. How do I? You let What's it the protocol? I let it cool off. I mean, you can. I want to know. <laughs> don't, I don't care how. how. I want to know. So is it a, you don't pick it up? You, you fork it? Yeah, well, it's an open face. Where yeah. would you pick it up? You tell. That's what I'm asking you. I'm supposed to cut. All right. Mm. It's chip, chip beef on toast vibes. Yeah. To all my uh, military ch children of military parents out there. It's pretty good. Oh, we got one headlight on as we're biting into this. One What's on this? Turkey, that's right. It's hot. Tastes like chip beef on toast. Now I see what they were going for. What are you saying? I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a peasant dish. <laughs> chip beef on toast. You gotta get the fried green tomato. Yeah, where's that? Is that this thing? Mm-hmm. One time I got a second degree burn from a fried green tomato. <laughs> One time I chipped my tooth on bread at Panera. We don't go we don't go there, that's why. Yeah, that's possible food. One time <laughs> I took a bite out of a pizza and like pulled and it went and burned my whole Yeah, throat. that's what happened with the tomato. It juiced me. Scarred me for life. I went straight to uh, an American nightmare show with a burned blistery chin. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Mmm. Mm. Do you like it, bro? Good bite. In the middle. First bite was like, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Second bite. Yeah. Oh yeah, the fried green tomato. Yeah, that's real. Really it really nice. does it. Okay. Mm. Uh-oh. Not that brown. No. More cream, it's kind of creamy. I'm Are you okay? I would typically know, but but I'm cheese. I'm persevering. You're a cheeseman. I don't like cheese no, sauce. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's it's not the thing. It's the goopiness that I genuinely don't like. If this was all one sandwich, I would hate it. Okay. I, get I, don't, it. I, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm gonna ask you two a question. Okay. Please do. When you all started being hardcore bands, uh -huh. yeah, that don't sound like hardcore bands, mm -hmm. yeah. How was the initial reception? Terrible. Harm's Way probably, it was, Harm's Way, uh, it was different for us. It was pretty over right away. Right away. The reception to No Gods and Isolation was pretty good. Why do you think that is? Why it was good? Yeah, like, why do you think that you all, because, like, from my point of view, yeah. I remember being like, oh, Ben's, like, twitching tongues just get a pass because they're from California. No, we didn't get a pass. We had to fight for the pass. See, I didn't know that. Because, I, I mean, by the time I had heard about you all, mm -hmm. you were cool. We you didn't know? really play a good show. It took us like two years to have a good set, I would say. Really? One. 
one good set. And then there was a turning point where and everybody there was, like was like, a weird, oh, I get it. Yeah. It was the Preacher Man. It was the Preacher Man. Too. When Preacher Man came out, that was when I got it. I think for Harm's Way, personally, I think there was a hole that was not being filled. And aside from Nails, at the time, we were one of the only bands doing like the HM2. HM2. Yeah. And we were playing like, we didn't have blasts. We were playing breakdowns, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you couple that with James being who he is, being imposing. Yeah. And it just kind of works, you know? Always a personality. Yeah. For the band. Yeah. Dude. Uh-huh. Quite a song. John's got some couple tracks, dude, I'll tell you what. Because for us, there was definitely a huge period where it was just like, nope. Like, yeah. And then there was like, there's been like a couple moments where we just straight up watched everybody turn back. Like, anyone that ever like publicly shit on us has come back around. Well, they have well, something, they have something still to gain from you now. There's you know? still a couple yeah. that have stuck to their guns, which yeah. respect. <laughs> but um, um, I remember hearing like, oh yeah, that band Knock Loose is touring like the Midwest and South like crazy for like years. Yeah, is that not true? Yeah, I mean when we first when we got our first van, we were touring so much that like specifically, I remember playing a show in Chicago. Yeah, well not even Chicago, Bada Brew, no idea, Joliet. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh. And going, hey, if you like what you hear, the flyer for our next show here is on the wall. Like, we'll be here in two weeks on a different tour. And we would tour back then. We would play with a band and be like, you guys are sick. Do you want to tour? And they'd be like, sure. And we'd just start booking it. Yeah. And we would also say, okay, we just did Florida and everything in between. Let's go to New York now. And then it was, let's go to Texas. Let's go to Cal. So the first year of touring, we played every single state except for Hawaii and Alaska but it was like a goal for us to like let's do all of it let's do Montana let's do Vermont wow have you ever played Montana never me neither only driven through I've always wanted to save time there I played it twice on one tour (laughs) Jesus Christ we talk about bands that are like proof of the grind all the time Mm -hmm. you guys might be number one you know when it comes up I've definitely said knock loose before. Because mm-hmm. I, like I said, like, Thank you. before we knew you guys personally, I knew that you guys were out there. I didn't know you personally till very recently. Hold on. But I, but, what? This is insane. Look at Colin's plate. <laughs> now look at Brian's plate. <laughs> we, this is a thing. We're the, Brian and I are the odd couple here. And I'm right in the middle. We're right in the middle. I'm lukewarm water. Right Every now. time he and Harry and I have eaten together, he apologizes to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put you on the last. Um, it's okay. Sorry, I interrupted. That's okay. The first time, like you guys toured together, and that was, I think that was the first time I saw Knock Loose. And then the next thing I heard was like, yeah, they just sold out the play downstairs. Yeah. And I did like a triple, quadruple take. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect that either. Just, like, you grinded until you didn't have to, basically. You know? I mean, it's still a grind. It's still a grind, but it's like you're not having to die. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. But a cool thing, and I feel like we're every member of my band is on this page. 
which kind of makes like the growing pains a little easier to digest is that like we just entered the world of like bus touring yeah very, very new to us it's it's it puts an entire new light on touring um because now we have the opportunity like oh we have an extra bunk let's just fly family out to hang out for a week and that's amazing that's and cool. but like at any moment say our manager was like it's not in the cards we got to do the van not a single one of us is batting an eye we're like okay we're even like we're playing some festivals this year and it's like do you guys want to fly these days and we're like no we'll just drive up in the van and i'm glad that all of us are still on that page because yeah. i would hate if like one member was just like no it's like bus or nothing i wonder <clears throat> does when you think back at, at how that mindset kind of solidified for you, do you think back on the every time I died tour we did together? Because they like their ethics, as their a band? ethics as a band, unmatched, huge band in a van, sharing hotel rooms, just like we striking their drums every night yeah. so that we oh. all had room. What now? That is that's a PSA that needs to be said. What is worse? Than playing in front of a kit on like a regular size stage. Yeah, like not a huge stage, just a regular one, and there's just no room for anyone, specifically the singer. Yeah. And they would voluntarily just strike drums, no big deal. After sound check, thank you. Thank you. Um, we looked up to them a lot, even before that tour. Yeah. <clears throat> or just like looking up to bands, like looking up to you all, just bands from the middle of nowhere that like did what they had to. You know what I mean? Like, Chicago was such a, a close major city to Louisville that, like, we would go to shows there before Knock Loose would tour. So, it was like, you all came through Louisville so much, and Louisville rode for you all so hard, mm -hmm. that I remember you all coming through on tours where you would play lower in the bill and smash everybody on the show. Mm -hmm. And I took that, like, we all kind of took that as, like, a W for everybody. Because we were just, like... <laughs> This band's from Close, mm -hmm. and like they're on Hate Five Six. Like that was cool to us. Yeah, right. Seeing like another mistake on Hate Five Six was so cool to us. It was, they played fifty-two shows a year. Yeah. Point, yeah. Right? It was uh, every Saturday. Yeah. Every Wednesday. Yeah. I love when cities have connections. Chicago has long-time standing connections with like St. Louis and Milwaukee, which makes sense. But the Louisville one is relatively recent. And a lot of it is accredited to Alex and Tyler and Ryan and now oh, college for sure. And um, yeah, played her played her a bunch. And that's cool. That's a cool thing to hear. Chestnut House was one of those shows where I would say a couple years in it was like, oh wow, we had a good set for really? once. And it was Chestnut House was like first five where we were like I feel like Louisville has always kind of been like that, and even before we were influenced by Etid, we were influenced by Louisville in a sense of like every show's mixed. Like we could play with a band like Another Mistake, and in Louisville nobody would bat an eye. Yeah. Um, and then like bands like Twitching Tongues could come through. I remember I saw you all once, and I was like, "This isn't gonna be scary." They're like a singing band, and then it was scary. Like, people were pitting super hard. That's what I want. I remember my friend got smoked, and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
it like looks like it shouldn't make sense, yeah. but it's awesome. Um, I'll never forget, and it was before we had met. It was 2015. It was Code, Us, and Knock Loose at the Art Space in New Albany. Eternal Sleep. Eternal, yeah, but you guys played before Us and then yeah. before Code. We had already kind of started to buzz around Louisville. They had a crazy reaction, and Us and Code were like kind of getting ready to play, like kind of like in the back or whatever, like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. You know, this show's gonna be sick. Everyone left. Wow. It just had like the best set ever. And then it was like, oh, like that's, that means. They're the guys. That was kind of a turning point for us in Louisville, that show specifically, because we always tried to hop on. We played with Code Orange. Like we opened for them a lot here when they were Code Orange kids at that show. Uh, We opened for you all with, we were just talking about this, but Suburban Scum, Expire, Harm's Way. we always try to jump on shit like that. And also when we first the, started playing in Louisville, we would play like every weekend. Like we were so worried about like people knowing us on a local level mm-hmm. that when we started touring, we just kept that same energy. Like we were just like, let's make it to where it's impossible to avoid us. Mm-hmm. And then like, so anytime people would talk shit about us, that would kind of just like stoke the fire, mm. or like we would tour, and all Louisville would take it personally. Yeah, which is yeah, nice. it got to that point for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it, and it and it kind of just like like obviously, we didn't start the band to ever like be in a bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like nobody does except for Jamie Dawson. Who knew? You know, yeah, he's the only one. Yeah, he's the he only knew. guy. So now, like, having those conversations is so insane. Like, having, like, production conversations and, like, seeing what we can do with it and where we can take it. And, like, obviously, like, you and me have talked about this a bunch. Like, being at the level where we're at now to, like, bring our friends. Yeah. Like, shine for bands that we put on for. And then also, this is something interesting that I've never gotten to talk about in an interview. And maybe you all can weigh in your opinions. But, like... So obviously we're gonna keep taking hardcore bands on tour because that's what we like. And it's funny, the first time I met your brother, this is when we were doing that cave-in thing, and we're kind of just having small talk and getting to know each other, and at one point things went quiet, and he just went, are you still gonna take hardcore bands on tour? And I was like, yeah, and he went, okay, cool. A lot of people stopped, and then he just like went back to the cave. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course, because not because we feel like we have to, but because we want to. Yeah. But where's the, what do you do when you're a band that just has to accept the barricade? You gotta, you have to outperform the barricade. Yeah. I know that, but I'm saying like, say we put fucking four punch on a knock loose show, which will never happen. Not because of me, but you're like, I can't fucking wait to see Four Punch. And you show up and there's a barricade. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's gonna really be a, a problem. It's not really bands, on you, though. No, it's headline. not. It's I know, but I, I try to keep that in mind when, cause like, we're still very hands-on with all of our lineups. Like, especially me and Isaac, we sit down and, and we always talk about bands. Like, we'll see a band live and we'd be like, we would take them on tour and we'll put them on the list. And then when it comes to building a tour or building a show, like we just did a, our last home show in Louisville was the first time we ever played in Louisville with a barricade. And that was like a huge 
hard pill to swallow because it was like now it's becoming like a thing. I'll tell you what you do. I got it. You do the hay breed thing. You, you do Josta. You play smaller clubs that only a few people know about. Well, we still do that, but, but of like, course. Like, but like secret. Yeah. Like they would do that. Well, now I'm saying like when it comes to those shows, we just try to keep that in mind and like literally design it around bands that can outperform the barricade. You, you have to be better than the barricade. Yeah, you know? so like on that Louisville show that I just gave an example of, like our local friends that opened it were the band Gates to Hell. Mm -hmm. It's like super death metal, like maggot stop band. Like you don't need dives for that. You know what I mean? You're going to have the kids on the barricade that are headbanging the whole time and you're going to have people moshing. But then when we do the underplay and we do the venue with like, no, we like had magnitude on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good way to balance it. Um, I mean, like, Turnstile is the perfect example of that because the first 200 shows they played or whatever, first 10 years of their band, the like crowd participation was the, yeah. was the, was the performance. Yeah. You know, the fact like that it was insane the whole time people were playing on stage. They found a way to evolve past that. Um, it's it's all it's up to the band to do. Yeah, Harm's Way is not that band, so it's not really something we've ever really had to think about. I think that you all can though. Like, well, we could be. So, so like, yeah, you got, you can there's, crush a but, there's a there's a technicality like, to your music that I think a lot of people can only appreciate in that kind of setting. So, so you're saying you're not the crowd participation? I'm saying we're not We're not a stage night band, yeah. for the yeah. most part. Oh, okay, We did okay. the Cannibal Corpse tour. There's a barricade every night. Yeah. It was outstanding. Yeah. See, we did... We got a guy who should be on a pedestal yes, on yes. a pedestal. Yeah. yeah. There, there's like... It's funny, we did that tour with Gojira, and in my head I was like, this is going to be like shooting fish in a barrel. Mm. Like, Gojira's this like crazy band that has these giant parts we're just a compilation of all the giant parts. <laughs> we just rip Gojira off in 4-4. Four, four. Mm -hmm. Like, we just don't make people think about it. That's but perfect. something that I noticed in the tour was, like, there is a lot of people that are there for the technicality behind Gojira's music, the, like, intricate time signatures and stuff, and we would have those, like, nerds in, like, Dream Theater shirts front row looking at us, like, who the fuck is this? Mm. And um, wow. so it, it was, like, we had to find through the tour ways to communicate to this crowd and that's something that we've had to do over the years that I've always been really interested in is like figuring out different ways to communicate because like your band stays the same no matter what show you're on yeah. but like I can't talk to an a day to remember crowd the same way that I can talk to an LDB crowd yeah. you know what I mean so like learning how to navigate those different spaces that's like super half of, of music yeah, yeah. Uh, adaptive it's yeah. like yeah you can play thank you so much like you can play but you got to know what what you're doing yeah and that's also often our definition of what a hardcore band is it's a band that can adapt yeah can kind of convey yeah. in, into different whatever opportunities especially if you want to grow past the ceiling of a hardcore band if that's your progress yeah, yeah. And like, we never, we always considered ourselves a hardcore band because of the community that we're a part of here. And that's absolutely right. And when it became such a hot topic when we started to like blow up or get bigger, I, I didn't mean to say blow up, no, but like, we know what you mean. <laughs> but um, 
it was such a hot topic of like what genre are they and like people debating it online that like it the, made the us hair splitting with that shit drives yeah. me but dude there's no cooler genre to be a part of than heavy yeah like we're what just genre is crowbar heavy. heavy heavy yeah and like um then people would start to come back around and we never needed that validation um, but Who's people, there was like a year where people would do this like really safe way of being on our side where they would tweet, like feel like they need to tweet, like it's not my thing, but they're young kids that are going crazy for their city. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And like, I never like fed into any of that, but I remember one time a dude did that like verbatim. He tweeted like they're young kids, blah, blah, blah. And they're doing amazing things for their city. And I tweeted him and said, I'm older than you are. Like, I've been going to shows longer than you. <laughs> like, I don't need this, like, weird like you don't cosign. Have to do that. It's performance. Yeah. Take a side, motherfucker. Yeah. Very I don't need the side. cosign. Well, the hot brown, yummy. I had a good time. I'm glad I had a half brown. Because well, I'm going to Jets in about 45 minutes. But, <laughs> Should we go to Red Pepper? <laughs> Should we go get a sandwich? No. <laughs> um, but I do think we should go check out the first venue you ever played. Okay. Let's go. We're going to, what's it, the Keswick Democrat? Are we supposed to be going Keswick to? Keswick Democratic Club. No. Oh, okay, that's where we're going. Yeah, you're right. I just forgot about our itinerary today. Uh -huh. I got it all mixed up. We're going to go to see the Keswick Democrat Society, where not Clueless played for the first time. <laughs> Kentucky. Ooh. <laughs> that's good. Ignore that. That was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. I want to see this venue. <laughs> Alright, you get in the middle. Yeah, you sure. This is your movie. Here we are at Keswick, the Keswick, formerly known as Keswick's Democratic Club. Republican now. But <laughs> this was once the site of the first ever Knock Loose show. Take us back. Yeah. So my friend Scott, who used to book a lot of shows in Louisville booked both your bands actually okay thank you scott um, at the house chestnut house no booked twitching tongues in disgrace at nelligan hall mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember that super well <laughs> um he used to book here a lot of people used to book here but he booked knocked loose here it was our first show ever in 2013 which is 10 years ago now Thank you, awesome yeah. This is also the spot where we filmed the video for the gospel. Um, I wish that we could go in, but I assume you guys are gonna show clips of that video, but it's like- Here it is. Wow. <laughs> God, that was awesome. Very small, um, no stage whatsoever, just checkered floor like whatsoever. BFW hall. A negative stage. Very important yeah. question. What did you look like at that time? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like 80 pounds. Uh, top knot. Oh, sexy. Um, in the process of growing my hair out, thick septum ring. Sexy. Oh, yeah. Smoking cigs. How many cigarettes would you say you ate a day? 10 to 15. 10 to 15 cigs. 20 in a pack, dying. it would last me a day and a half. Oh, yeah. wow. Brutal. Marlboro Blacks, they were 325 a pack in oh, Louisville. That's why you started the band. To, to fun yeah. cig habit. Yeah, I needed money for cigarettes. I was in college. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped out of college. To smoke. To gotta smoke keep buying cigs. Time. Gotta get a plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, You'll hear in the Joust episode, he said, we gotta start a band to make a band. Brian, 
Six. I gotta keep smoking. Yeah, I wanted to smoke. I really wanted to start taking it serious. Singing? Yeah, that's yeah. when I bumped it up to Professional 10 level. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I was probably wearing like a size medium shirt. Hmm. What were you into at the time, you know? Who were Everything. you? What was, Say, your, what was your favorite <laughs> thing? Smoking. My favorite, favorite thing, thing, other than smoking cigarettes. What was his McDonald's order? Yeah. Ah, same. <laughs> Black coffee. Hasn't, hasn't changed. Yeah, that, those colors run deep, don't you they? You know, my Taco Bell order has changed over the years, but my McDonald's order has stayed consistent probably my entire life. I feel life. like that's probably the same for everybody. Yeah. Huh? I think mine too. I feel like Taco Bell, I get sick of shit more than up. I do in McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. Was, like the, was the set good? Yeah, first set was awesome. We were That's like, how you know. Yeah, we, we were like, so Isaac was in another band and it was their last show. So new band opened for his old band. Uh, Poetry. Sworn In played. Which one? Not the B9 one. Not the B9, the other one. The like Chicago metalcore, oh. like. Mascara, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We stayed, at but the, it was they like, played at the Metal Frat the day before us one time. Really? They stayed to just watch us. Shout out to the Metal Frat. Great venue. Great. You ever play there? No. Before your time. Where was that? Uh, Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ann Arbor, Michigan. But it was a full-on frat house that had like what, fifteen rooms. Yeah. It was huge. I don't know if I've ever played Ann Arbor. Yeah. I don't think that uh, there's a place to play. It, it was quite. It was probably someone's four years yeah. at a university. And then they left, and then it stopped. But it was incredible. When we started playing Michigan, it was the first sanctuary. Oh yeah, nice. that one. I remember that one. Yeah. What was it? What were your your spots here? Were, were you Spinelli's kid? Were you a Chestnut House kid? I feel like Spinelli's didn't start doing shows heavily until we lost spots like this and spots like Chestnut House. Mm -hmm. I went to Chestnut House. I went here. I saw so many shows here. Really? Um, this was like the perfect small DIY venue mm -hmm. because it probably held 200 kids tops but like 50 it looked good you know mm -hmm. what I mean so like saw Why cool hand here. Why do you do this little secret thing here? Um, so it's it became a hot dog restaurant called Red Top which is setting up at LDB. <laughs> Oh. Oh, okay. Um, it, they're going to have a food truck. You immediately quelled a fire yeah, that was yeah. brewing. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, it's very good hot dogs, um, so definitely try it while you're at the fest. Yeah, I guarantee think, it. I think they actually just recently announced that they're closing the brick and mortar and only doing the food truck. So I don't know what it is now, but there was a time period where like Alex and Ryan who book LDB were talking to them about potentially doing shows here again, but they had a lot of tables put in where the shows would happen. Mm that I think were like made into the floor. So they were like, you can, you just gotta work around the tables and it obviously wouldn't work for a hardcore show. Uh -huh. You ever get spin kicked at the Chestnut House? Yeah, so, so one time I went to the Chestnut House, the first time I ever went, I saw Deathbed from Atlanta. And I remember it was so packed that I was like, I can, I can stand here, like nobody's gonna mosh, it's too packed. And I remember Alex, who books LDB, and she lived at the Chestnut House. She was walking through telling everybody to download the strobe light app on the iPhone. This was like <laughs> iPhone 3, iPhone 2 or something. And I was like, oh, this sounds fun. So like, I downloaded it on my phone. And um, the second Deathbed started, they were like, we're Deathbed, we're a straight edge band. Lights go off, everybody just turns 
strobes on. Oh. And I just see flashes of like. Oh no. And then like I was just up against the they wall like you had <laughs> six. They whooped your ass. Yeah. Just getting smoked. Um, but it was awesome. Um, great show. Tyler Short from Inclination. Louisville legend. Louisville legend. Louisville legend. For uh, sure. Nick D from Knoxville knocked him out three times with one punch. <laughs> so like, oh, I'm knocked out. I'm up. Oh my god. Literally. Nope. So like, he's moshing. He hits Tyler in the head. Uh-huh. Tyler's head, he, it like, he falls, hits his head on the wall. Wall, floor. floor. So floor, he's out. He wakes up to being carried out, and he's like, I'm good, I'm good. So his friends let him go, he falls again. Wow. He wakes up outside and he stands up and he's like, I'm good, falls again. Wow, wow. Yeah. Nick One D, of hard 48 mosher. concussions that he's working yeah. on now. Nick D is hard mosher. You heard it here. Uh, um, I want to know more about the origins of Knoxville. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, where did the voice come from? I'm often interested in the voice. Yeah, so he's a unique one. You know, I, when I was in high school, when I first started singing, the first thing I ever tried to sing was "Job for a Cowboy" uh, in my room with my friend. Yeah, I was like trying to do like. Sound like my stomach shit. after this hot brown. <laughs> But I'm like trying to do, (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do like fancy shit. And in my first band, I was trying to do like highs and lows and like all kinds of shit. And um, somebody like, like a singer came up to me after a show and was like, hey, like you sound really good, but you're doing it wrong. And like, you're going to fuck up your voice if you keep doing it this way. So then I kind of. that was Barack Obama. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Brian? I have an idea. You sound really good. You're doing it all wrong. Um, so from there, I like dove into YouTube, like trying to learn how to do it. And that was also around the time that I feel like I started finding like just like more like straightforward vocalists. So I found like Comeback Kid, like ah. Wake the Dead era. Oh yeah. And I started to do that. I was just like, I'm just gonna stop screaming. I'm just gonna do like yells. And I was like trying to do punk bands and stuff. And it was very similar, like very high pitched, like incendiary style. Yeah. It's still a very big part of my like stage voice, like when I'm talking to the crowd. Oh yeah. Um, but huh. and, and then one time, jamming with Kevin and Isaac, before Knocked Loose became Knocked Loose, but we were we were already like writing. We never knew what we wanted to sound like. There were so many different versions of like, oh, it sounded like Death Wish at the time, or it mm-hmm. sounded like. Dude, like have heart was huge at the time yeah, yeah. like we were like sad for a minute and then it was like oh. so it just <laughs> it kept going and in one of those renditions i kind of just pushed a little bit harder and it turned went from a yell to a scream and i was like that is my voice yeah. at its purest form oh. and i just kept doing that and then over the year so like when you listen to early knock loose recordings i like didn't know how to do that i didn't know how to keep it where it was mm-hmm. I was just kind of hoping for the best, and then over the years, I've kind of learned how to like mess with it. That's one of the best answers we've gotten to that. Because a lot of times, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel. You just do it. You just do it till something happens. Yeah, I've always wondered with like singers like you, where you're actually singing, because like I listen to I, I always had this theory with Age of the Apocalypse, and I and I love that band, um, but I had this theory that he was like listening to like life of agony and was like joking around mimicking it and his friends went dude (laughs) you're actually pretty sick at that yeah literally yeah that's how it happened with me 
Yeah, D is it really? <laughs> I was in musical theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course he was. He loves pop star and all other kinds of bullshit. Family Opera, that's my shit, dude. Respect. I am the Phantom. The, amp the Opera. Not that's the sick. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but what I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see geographically where it is that Knock Loose started as a band. I want to see Knock Loose yeah. headquarters. Yeah, we'll go. Isaac's house. It's Isaac's house? Well, Isaac's house. Well, it's his parents' house, but yeah. when I met Isaac, he was 14. 15 years old. Um, I like that. Yeah. Started young. Yeah. These motherfuckers are starting late now. The first time I ever met Isaac, Kevin, our bass player, was like, like I was done with, I thought I was done playing in bands. I was going to college and yeah. trying to like be an adult. And Kevin was like, I'm jamming with this kid. You should come check it out. And I went and uh, I remember Isaac had like the Slipknot guitar. Sick. And he had the Slipknot drum set too. Oh, oh yes. shit. And I remember he showed us like some riffs and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I left and I texted Kevin and said, he's way too metal. It's like, I want to do something more like punk. He's way too metal. Look at you now. Yeah. I gave it another You want to go in there and eat your words real quick? <laughs> they, got, they, they sell words. <laughs> well, that's going to be fun. Let's go check out Noctis headquarters. All right. Sounds great. We'll see you there. All right. All right, uh, so here we are. <laughs> Go ahead, here at Knock Loose headquarters, Brian's going to take us to the secret lair where all these songs were born and raised. Not true. And birthed. And recorded. Uh, engineered. <laughs> where, this is where Knock Loose was born. This right? is where Knock Loose was born. Wow. This is where I'm, this garage is where I met Isaac and said he's too metal. Can you believe that? <laughs> Look at them now, besties. Besties. Take us on in. Let's besties see, let's, for the rest. Let's see this motherfucker. Cover up this coat. Yeah, don't look at the coat. Don't come for that coat. I'll fuck you up. Okay? Did they change it? <laughs> get, 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 what what did they say to you? Don't do no, it. they didn't. <laughs> wow. Was this the Slipknot drum kit he played on? <laughs> Is this the PV? <laughs> so... Here's the practice room. Boy, oh, it feels like I was. Light? Yeah, we got, I got light. it. I got it's coming. It's coming. You're gonna. It's gonna blow your fucking mind with these lights going. There it is. Come on. Boy, I feel like I was just here, Brian. <laughs> Tell you what. So this is the practice room. Uh, this was. <sighs> this was the first practice room. I'm honored to have farted in it. <laughs> and then it moved to uh, the other side of the house for a bit because, like, though one of his na older neighbors complained about the noise and then senior citizens are so annoying yeah. so ready for get with all it get lost they're not diy at all straight up dude. um but and then it, we soundproofed this together mm -hmm. isaac and i and his dad look at that it's got this like thick wood behind these these like soundproof ah! that's pretty soundproof <laughs> perfect yeah. crazy story though this has never been on record oh they're me and Isaac are right here, right? Uh -huh. And we're holding this heavy piece of wood. It's like this black wood wood that's like soundproofing the, the walls. Yeah. And there's a window here. And I rested it on the window seal um, for a second to like re-situate. Heavy piece of wood. Yeah. It falls, lands on Isaac's toe, <gasps> obliterates his toe. Oh. Is that the toe? The toe. So you did that? I did it. I know this story. Isaac is writhing in pain yeah runs to the bathroom i'm sitting here like awkwardly like i don't know what to do mm -hmm. shattered, my friend's toe. shattered every bone in his toe wow. um 
had to be had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> had to have like the toenail removed. I'm and it has caused him problems since. Yeah, I remember on yeah. our tour, he had a bad toe. So does he get a little bit more of the knock loose money? <laughs> he gets <laughs> no, but like toe, once, toe points <laughs> once a year. That toe grow it, the, the toenail grows, grows in ingrown. Yeah. So once a year, he has to have it removed. Yep. Oh, that's no problem. So like I every do that, now, I do that without. Does that with a pair of scissors? Pair of pliers, don't yeah. So like every now and then, like once a year on a tour, you'll notice he's like limping a little bit. Oh. It's like, oh, it's growing back, and he's just like, yeah, fuck you. This is hardcore. Um, 2012. I would play oh, the yeah. I played the whole set with an ingrown toenail, and you couldn't, you would never tell until at the end of the set, like last minute of the last song, Jeremy from Lifeless is going for a dive, and it's like, <laughs> and I damn near, I'm like. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll never forget perfectly that. On key. maybe the most pain i've ever experienced yeah um, i uh chris was loading a 5150 of mine in a case and was wearing flip-flops perfect dropped it it landed on his big toe broke his big toe and then the flip-flop like i pulled it out from at, chris was running around a parking lot pulled the flip-flop out and the flip-flop went like that oh cut out flattened by his toe, by the toe. By the by the amp. Yeah. It was that heavy and impactful, he broke his toe. So Isaac, you're not fucking special. We've all we've all, <laughs> we've all broken. At toe. one point this kind of just turned into storage. Uh -huh. It still kind of is. Um, but we actually now have like storage units. Wow. Um, Good for you, man. <laughs> Good for you. But I mean for years I mean still like when we start a tour, merch gets shipped here. Yeah. Taylor comes and like sorts it in the living room. <laughs> you gotta get that checked out. Not totally soundproof yet. There's ducks outside. <laughs> it's smell proof. And they're, uh, you can hear them quacking. It's crazy. That guy's unbelievable. Who? Can't escape. You! <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so this was, this was always HQ. Yeah. Are oh. you guys keeping it that way? Um, I think Isaac mentioned maybe not. We've been daydreaming about a legit yeah about buying uh an hq a um, lair a warehouse slash practice space so isaac records bands in in like his downtime mainly like local bands and stuff so like kind of like a multi-purpose like storage a lot of a lot of it is just because of storage like yeah his course. parents have been so great to us for 10 years now and how long has he not lived here uh, not even a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, he's the youngest, and yeah, he like, he, like he, he held he, on to um, it. Love his parents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're the best, and you'll meet them this weekend. They'll definitely okay. be at the fest. But um, they've just done so much for us that like it's definitely time to get out of their hair. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, usually sure. the vans here. Um, yeah. Paxson has it right now for this weekend, but usually the vans parked here. And so like, they're just all, they let you guys fucking run wild, dude. We'll get. No joke, before a tour, we'll get 83 boxes of merch sent to this house, and it's their entire living room. It's too many boxes. It's just boxes this high. And then when Taylor comes to sort it, it's just stacks and stacks and stacks of clothes. So, like, a place for that, a place to rehearse. Cause now, but you know what? They're smart, because they're looking at those shirts, and they're thinking stacks and stacks and stacks. Of the green, yeah, yeah. They're thinking my son is so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> my son and his friends. Yeah. Other than his 
toe. God rest its soul. <laughs> son is an amazing boy. Dude, he's not going to like that. There's no way. <laughs> but um, we'll see. Yeah, and also, like, Knocked Loose practice has mm. kind of turned into, like, full-blown rehearsals. Rehearsal. Because, like, when we do yeah, right. production, like, we practice lights, we practice right. all kinds oh of stuff. God. Holy shit, that's <laughs> Colin did that. <laughs> it's a ghost, dude. Ooh. It just turned into haunt lore. Haunt lore. <laughs> Buttons from tour. 2.5. Yeah. Buttons from tour. Watch out. Um, but yeah, full so blown rehearsal. Are you going to have like a lighting setup like for Taylor to practice? Probably with not you? permanently, but like we'll if have a rent, stage. Yeah. And, wow. and we'll have like, we'll get whatever we rent sent there. And, um, We've also talked, to, we've just been talking a lot about ways to make it kind of self-sustainable. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. renting it to like photographers and stuff that want to use the space. Rent it to bands in Louisville that want to have like a practice space. Um, not anything would that we would it? like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Blue <laughs> HQ it. or something. Yes, look at that. On the spot, this moment. Dude, we've got this, We've so we we had this light made. You've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. It worked one time, and it was the time. Really? You yeah, it was a disaster. It was for me. It sat in our trailer for two months without being used because it never worked. But we had this light made. It was a fucking eight-foot-tall LED light. That, mm. That's the handprint logo that we do. Mm -hmm. And it sat behind PacSun on a stand. So it was like 10 feet tall, just this big blue hand. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that Taylor could change it and stuff, but all we ever got it to do, Taylor literally YouTubed how to solder wiring Gangster. for lights yeah. and figured out how to get it to just turn on blue for that show um so yeah, we remember, have it you just were very in, stressed for that show. yeah we have it just it's in storage i love soldering so my <laughs> i do too it's fun yeah other than like a breathe like inhaling lead lead you know? yeah. yeah but it makes you feel like you're like i'm a fucking yeah. man i can do it oh my, my, my watch dream. is broken <laughs> my I dream even... for uh knock loose hq is like Think about like men in black, like you walk into a room that's like all white yeah. and we have like a receptionist and the hand is behind her and she's like, mm. welcome to Knock Loose HQ. Wow. Are you taking applications or? Yeah. You want to work? You want to work there? Maybe. <laughs> well, first you have to have the room where Will Smith goes, what's up, pops? And then... Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can have the, we can have like a hard lore studio where there you just go. do like on air radio shows from the Knock Loose HQ. We're already so... making millions. Yeah. Sold. But I mean, who like that's that's just something we're daydreaming about. Um, now that like everybody's kind of getting their own, like Isaac and Paxson have a house now, so like a lot not of this together. stuff will slowly, yeah, not together, their own separate houses. So a lot of this stuff will slowly kind of like migrate there. Did you fart again? I did not. You'll know. <laughs> it's all he does. What do you mean? The answer is always yes. No, I'll tell you when it's. We yes. got to our room last night. About, I was unpacking my suitcase to give him a body wash that I had for him. And I walked into the room and it was tragic. Well, I've been in that, I've been holding it all day. Sitting next to Andy on the plane, you want me to rip an ass? Being like, yeah, my bad. I want you to treat me how you would treat Andy. Never. <laughs> Never. All right. No. Noted and remembered. Yeah. Any fond memories aside from destroying Isaac's life? <laughs> Um, I mean, a ton, yeah. Yeah, there's a ton for sure. What's the hardest you've ever laughed here? That's a great question. Dude, that's such a hard question. What's the hardest you've ever laughed? 
I can tell you easily in a top five hardest I've ever laughed that with works. Knocked Loose. That works. We were writing the EP that came out over the over quarantine, mm -hmm. Tearing the Fabric of Life. We wrote it in a cabin in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, like deep in the woods. We wanted to like haunt it deep in the woods vibe. And Isaac does this thing, and only when you write with him will you ever see it. But Isaac, like we write full band, jam session. Mm -hmm. Everybody's pitching ideas. Isaac will get so excited about an idea that he'll present it before he's actually worked it out so then he works it out and right, like, like so, as he's... so he goes dude what if <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like okay what if we did and he'll like give the idea calculating there was a moment where we're, we're sitting there and we had just been writing all day like we're both we're all out of it and isaac's like oh it would be cool if we and then he went and he's looking at Paxson, but he's zoned out. And he's like, what if we... And Paxson behind the drums went, send it to me. <laughs> and we, I was like crying on the floor. Oh, it was so funny. Good. I love Paxson. Yeah. I love you, Paxson. Yeah. You talked about something just now. I don't know if you're ready to talk about this. It's been years. What? I want to talk about the haunting of Bellevue. Belleville. Belleville. Yeah. Tell me more. What is that? Um... Share the story. I've, I've talked about the yeah. So, um, I have to piss. <laughs> I have to <laughs> oh, piss so that's bad. a scary story. <laughs> All right, can so you go really piss scary. and then come back I'll and talk piss, about the yeah. ghost? This is the story about the haunting of Belleville. So, you recorded. Was this different shade of blue? Yeah. You recorded different shade of blue at Graphic Nature. Yeah, in Belleville, New Jersey. Belleville, New Jersey with Will Putney. But, so, like I said, we write in a jam setting. Yep. We wrote laugh tracks here in this garage. Wow. First album. Um, so hard though. Which just went silver, by the way. Wow! 100,000 really? streams, yeah. I mean, 100,000 sold. Wow! Yeah. yeah, we got a plaque for you it. Got a plaque and everything? Pure noise. Yeah. Good job. But, um... Good job, Cahill. Yeah. yeah. But then we were touring off of it so heavy that we just would not write. Mm. So, like, it was getting time to start working on the next record, and Will Putney was actually like, why don't you just come to the studio and write? Mm -hmm. He was like, I won't be there. I won't even be involved. You can literally just use it as a practice space. But we would sleep, eat, live there, so it's all we would focus on is the record. So we played This Is Hardcore in Philly and just went to Jersey straight after that for like two weeks mm. um, and we loved it so we were like when can we come back and he was like I'm going on vacation to Hawaii with my wife you can just have the studio while I'm gone so we did another setting there uh, another oh, wow. session there yeah. during the second session we're there practically alone um, practically. Randy, Randy LaBeouf there? who, he, who also EQ records there, there. yes Love EQ. Um, so it's not Lewis, Randy LaBeouf, a person named EQ, and a, uh, dog, a dog named EQ. A beautiful dog. A dog. Yeah. And beautiful dog. Respect. Respect. Ghoul. Um, and the woman in the walls. <laughs> Scary name. <laughs> but uh, so uh, Randy was like in and out. He works there as well. Mm. Um, but he would mainly come like at night and be in like a control room downstairs and we would have the entire upstairs. Mm -hmm. You've been there. Yep. Have you ever been Never. there? So Post Human was recorded there. It's like a big warehouse and when you walk in there's like a living room 
and a control room, and then there's steps that go into a giant live room, and then a long hallway, and a, on the hallway is like two more, con three more control rooms, a room full of bunk beds, well and then uh, a kitchen. Kitchen, yeah. It's, so, so it's actually for recording purposes, for like a band living there, sleeping there, eating there, cooking. Perfect thing. It's perfect. You yeah. wake up, go jam. There's a gym up the street. Mm. It was actually like awesome. Yeah. It was There's a, great a little experience. Caesars close. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> there, uh, um, Steve's Valley Deli. Oh, dude, Respect Steve's. to Steve, the yeah. Friday steak special. That place was good. Um, but right. so we're, we're writing every day. Like we're waking up, having breakfast, writing a song, having dinner, writing a song, playing video games, going to bed every okay. day. Great. It's summer. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. But every day, like the more relaxed the schedule gets, the later we would write. Mm -hmm. So at one point we're writing at like, between 11 and midnight mm. and I don't remember what started it but the vibes were kind of spooky and we literally were like let's write a scary song it was storming outside mm. and we were like ooh let's write a scary song so we turned off all the lights and lit a bunch of candles and we started writing the song that became in the walls off of a different shade of blue mm -hmm. um, while we're writing uh, a lot of it admittedly was like when you're in that mood things creep you, you this, out you yeah so like we keep thinking we're hearing things and like things just keep happening that are kind of weird and like just furthering this like mood that we're in mm -hmm. and then um at one point uh we all had headphones with our own little mixers yeah. um so that we could hear everything the right way mm -hmm. Paxson's headphones started picking up a radio signal which like isn't super uncommon like no, it amps do it. Amps, yeah. but like in this mood we're like yeah. oh my god and sure. we're like and what do I often say <laughs> what do I often say <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> but we're like oh what's the radio saying you know like we're trying to like creep ourselves out yeah so we keep pushing through um and I remember I like I gave it a name as a joke. I just went, "Oh, it's the woman in the walls," um, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, the woman in the walls." There's a ghost at the studio. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're so we're jamming through a part that we're writing, and in the middle of playing, Paxson shoots up, and he's like, "Something just touched my fucking leg." He's like scared, uh, and Paxson is never anything but happy. Right. So you know to take it serious. And he's like, something touched my fucking leg. And we're all like, what? And he's like, I swear to God, something touched my leg. He's like looking up in the ceiling because the ceiling's kind of unfinished, like mm. rafters, to see if maybe something fell. Mm. We're looking around on the floor to see if something fell. And he's like fully freaked out. And I was like, it's the woman in the walls. And I was like, your headphones picked up the radio thing. Something touched your leg. She's fucking with you. She hates you. Like, I'm just like, really You're like goofing around yeah and Paxson summoning really yeah Paxson finds uh he wears a bracelet and it had a cross on it and it had fallen off and touched his leg on the way down but the cross was completely clasped like he literally had to undo it to put it back on his bracelet so it makes no sense how it would have fallen off while he was playing so we were just like this is fucked like we were st we started to get like legitimately freaked out yeah. and then um at one point randy walks through and he's like and we're like randy is this place haunted 
And he's like, what are you talking about? We're like, is this place haunted? And he's like, it's a super old building. Like, you're going to hear shit. And we're like, not the question. <laughs> like, is it fucking haunted? Because this happened and this happened and this happened. And I, like, said it to Randy. I was like, it's the woman in the walls. She hates Paxson and she's fucking with you. And he said, it's super weird that we say that because where the drums are set up in Belleville, which, like, they don't record at Belleville anymore, rest in peace, but where the drums are set up, I don't know if you remember, behind the drums is a shelf of snares. All, all yeah. that stuff, yeah. And yeah, there's snare. a doorway carved out that leads to nowhere. And it's actually a room that they drywalled off. So there's technically a room in the walls directly behind Paxson. Uh. So we were like, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> like, that just like fueled the fire. Of and course. like, we're like legitimately kind of spooked at this point and like it's like storming outside and it's dark so we're like we gotta power through this fucking song so we write the song and the song ends with like a breakdown like every single knock loose song yeah and it's like a hard cut um and then from there i go into the control room that has a window looking into the live room and i'm like Will had it set up to where we could record ourselves playing so we had demos. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna go record that, you all like talk through it. I record them playing it. At the end, Cole improvised this like melodic, like clean guitar thing. When they like didn't tell us, hey, I'm gonna try this thing out. They just like did the hard cut and Cole started going. And it was like really creepy. Yeah. And I was like looking at him through the window like, keep going. And Isaac's like, yeah. So Cole plays this thing like however many times he plays it. And when they get done, I was like, that's fucking awesome. Everybody come into the control room. We'll listen back. So we're like all in this room, huddled around the computer, and we're listening to the demo, and we're like, this song is sick. And Isaac's like, you got to write about the woman in the walls. And I was like, I've got to. Like, this is our haunted song, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. And when that clean guitar part came up, in like a order, I went, this needs a sound clip. And Paxson went, what if we did a radio sound clip like I was hearing in my ears? Yeah. And then Isaac was like, what if we did the radio sound clip from P.T.? Do you know that game? Yeah, of course. The scariest game ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, like, perfect idea. And P.T. is about, like, a, a female a ghost. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I pull it up on YouTube, and I start the song from the beginning. And when that part hits, I press play on YouTube. And how you hear it in the recording is exactly how it went, to the point where... Cole didn't play to a metronome or a certain amount of times through, so we took the demo guitar oh, you just used and that. just used it. Wow! So like the sound clip, the way that it lands on the record is exactly how it landed the first time that we wrote it. Mm. It sounds like the sound clip was made for this guitar part. Like the part cuts at the crescendo of the sound clip, mm. um, and it was just so creepy and eerie how everything kind of like fell together. And then like, I swear to God, no exaggeration. We're sitting there listening to it and it's perfect. And I sit back in the chair and I go, that's the song. And then all the power went out, like out of a movie. Wow. And like, literally, I like feel like I went into shock. Like, I was like, there's the song. And then boom, all the power went out and I was like, and I turned around and like Kevin was standing up by the door uh -huh. and I went fuck you Kevin I thought he turned the light off to fuck with us he was just like I swear to god I didn't do that 
and we all just kind of like looked at each other and then like Scooby-Doo ran down the steps. <laughs> like ran down to Randy and we're like, what the fuck? And we're like, you cut the power. Like you knew that we were freaked out. Mm -hmm. You cut the fucking breaker to, to fuck with us. And Randy explained that the breaker is in that room oh. behind a flag that they had on the wall. So like it's not easily accessible. They had like a straight from the path flag on the back wall. Uh -huh. The breaker is hidden. That room is the only room that lost power in the entire studio. So it's not the storm. Literally, like, we're here, you've been there. Yeah. Hallway yeah. has power. Live room has power. Mm -hmm. That room has those two towers that controlled every control room in the building. Mm -hmm. Randy was like, I didn't lose it from the towers. The other control room was fine. All of the stuff that we had recorded was still there, hmm. but the lights and the computer just cut. And there's still really no explaining it. But I was like straight up, it. I straight up was scared, like legitimately scared. I was like texting Taylor scared like, now? this place is fucking haunted. <laughs> when, when we were there, we were haunted by a fucking mouse. Oh yeah. Thing wouldn't stop. Yeah. The worst is when you'd walk into the kitchen and, and it, it would, would be, be right the, there. The wire shelf, oh, it would be eye God. level. It'd be eye level. Just the yeah. mouse just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, should have let it cook for you. So. It, it cooked and ate our food oh, when you weren't yes. around. Yeah, yeah. ate all our cereal. I yeah. have to show you one more thing sweet. in Isaac's house. Okay. Two more things, but they can be straight up a walkthrough. We don't have to really talk about them. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. This is Isaac's office. This is this is where Isaac and I did our Metallica podcast very briefly. This is his dad, his dad's office. Nice. But when Isaac lived here, this is where he would record, okay. and this is actually where we recorded our demo, Pop Culture, the one with the dog on it. Yeah. Mm. So, all the early Noctilus recordings were all done right here. I just tracked vocals right here, wow. next to Isaac, and any of our other bands like. Heartstopper, all that shit, like, was all recorded right here. Weapon X. Yeah. Wow. Big spot. Knocked loose set list from mm. recently, I guess. Because <laughs> that's a newer song. That's sweet. I don't know what that's even from or why that's on the wall. But... I like that the Stevie Ray Vaughan poster got moved diagonally to accommodate <laughs> yeah. the gotta set fit list. It. Yeah. You gotta fit it. Um, or that might have just been the angle. No, but, that's crooked. And then we'll go... Uh, I was telling Bo a long time ago, Noctuals played a house show here. Oh. In the living room. I'll show you that. Okay. Young man. Wow. Oh, there he is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is when uh, I. Drums up against this wall. Yeah. There's shots of it in the. For a showroom? Yeah, this is incredible. This is sick. Yeah. <laughs> we played, it was yes. 2013. We played here. Um, we put those soundproof blankets up against the windows mm -hmm. and then we put all like merch tables lining the wall so that nobody could go through a window. How many and we people fit came? over a hundred people in Holy here? Oh shit. That's it was insane. insane. I couldn't put my arms down. I was in the crowd like this. And like we put <gasps> put the drums up like up against the back wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Played like this and then his parents watched from the window to the kitchen. Were they just like were they into it or were they like, oh No, they're God. into it. They've always been into it. The like, coolest. Dude, Isaac's dad loves Twitching Tongues. Wow. That's cool. Legit. Oh, that's true. He right. told us that. Um, yeah. Um, 
he came to that Twitching Tongues Disgrace show. Right, and, and he was on the front the yeah, whole time. Yeah. And I remember being like, well, this guy I'm pretty is sure badass. somebody circle pitted with him. Damn. Yeah, we he's like, yeah. Dude, we'll come over. He's like, oh, he's like the reason why Isaac likes extreme music, definitely. Uh, right, because he's into like Pantera and stuff. Well, he's into like, dude, like Six Feet Under and Meshuggah and like crazy Damn. shit. And we'll come like over to practice and he'll just like be in the yard, like headphones on, blaring, just like staring off into the distance, <laughs> listening to crazy ass music. Yeah, That's he's awesome. awesome. This is a special room, special house, yeah. special place. There was a time period where we practiced over here because like I said, the neighbors, mm -hmm. yeah. we would practice in that corner. Yeah. Um, it's a good view. Great view. Oh, yeah. We got dogs running. Wow. That's all you need, really. Yeah. What a lovely day. I say it's house uh, show. Somebody got knocked out cold at that house show. It was crazy. Would you say they got? Tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. You want something sweet? I want something sweet. Mm, all right. I'll give you something sweet. They say I'm sweet enough. Oh! <laughs> all right. We're here at Homemade Ice Cream and Pie Kitchen. And we're going to eat some homemade ice cream and pie. Yes, Be we before we go in, what's your history with this joint? What? I just love it. <laughs> I, mean, I have no history other than I'm just like a, a frequent visitor. Perfect. What's your go-to? Blueberry pie vanilla ice cream. Wow. Yeah. A blueberry, man. Yeah. What are your thoughts on blueberry? I, uh, you'd have to zell me, brother. <laughs> Where else Couldn't can you me. go? Really? Why? What's your go-to? I'll beef, uh, I beef berry. Berry, just in general. I'll fist fight a berry. That's fucked. Blueberry pancakes? Okay. I'll kill you. <laughs> He what, says this what's to me the deal? What's the deal? <laughs> I'm not into it. So what's your go? What are you going to get? Like a pumpkin or a... Apple? Not a big apple. I, you know what? As an American, it's right here. <laughs> it's not right here. <laughs> so your go-to pie is just pumpkin? Pumpkin. I love a chocolate cream. It's March. What's your go-to? Apple. Okay. I respect I'm a fucking red-blooded American. No, I agree. I respect you. I will fight for the to the death. Where else can you go to just get a slice of pie? Pile of pies. Baker Square. Oh, and you want, mm. there's all kinds of pie places out in LA. We actually. got pie. Yeah, House of Pies. We just missed March 14th. Actual cities pie have actual. We got stuff. Yeah, yeah. We but have. in Louisville, you have this, and that's it. Hey. But this is look at the, the lights. Yeah, it looks local as fuck. It does. There's a dance center above it. That's you perfect. get ice cream on your pie? The yeah, dance do. center? I hope they got Now, are you in Alabama? Yeah. Now, that's my big thing. Uh -huh. And this is what, this is, uh, this is controversy here. <laughs> I believe with my heart and soul, balls and all, <laughs> that pie is a vessel for ice cream. Okay. Oh, good. Good. I was afraid you were going the other way. And not much more. Okay. So you're saying... I think it, pie exists to, to, to enhance... To serve you ice cream. cream. It's like yes, a waffle cone. Exactly. That exists. It might as well be a yummy fork. I got you. I am the kind of person that never is like, oh, hey, let's go get ice cream. If I'm picking the dessert, I'm picking pie, donuts, stuff like that. I like hot desserts. Love a hot dessert. But I love ice cream with a hot yeah, dessert. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I hate? Cake. You hate cake straight Don't up? need it. A good cake changed my Dude, mind. You ever have the confetti cake from Nothing But Cakes? No. I've had better. I sold damn right near <laughs> sold myself when I had this thing. And I haven't had a different cake since. I um like a cheesecake doesn't really count. It's not really cake. Yeah, that's its own. You know, it's its own beautiful Genre. thing. We've oh. definitely had a bunch of cheesecake together. Yes, we have. <laughs>
There's a factory they make them here? <laughs> we passed it on the way here. Should we go leave here? <laughs> we, went, we went one time. Um, they call it the chicken gimmick. Yeah, yeah. The chicken Parmesan pizza style. You guys know I'm not lying. We sat down. Have you talked about this on the show, the chicken gimmick? Not what you're about gimmick. to say. We sat down at a cheesecake factory once and they said, do we know what we want? And both said, we'll have 18 chicken gimmicks. And every single person at our table got it except for two vegans. It was us, two higher power, sanctioned in harm's way. Oh, that's awesome. And everybody had the best time. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Everybody was wheelbarrowed out by the yeah. server. Yeah. Because what, you what have to have yeah. cheesecake too. If you, don't, uh, if you didn't get cheesecake, you were shamed. I'll kick your ass. Yeah. And then I think we saw a movie. We saw Pet Cemetery. Yeah. The new one? Yep. That was an awesome tour. It was a good tour. Wish I was there. <laughs> it was in California, I think. All right, let's go. Yeah. Homemade ice cream and pie kitchen. Let's go. Mike, we're coming in. Some ice cream and All pie. All right, follow me. All right. <laughs> Come on. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh -huh. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Right. Do you guys have any questions? Dutch apple. What's Dutch the, what's the chocolate caramel chess Dutch all about? Yeah. What is the chess? Uh, it's mm. almost like See, now caramel is a bit too much. You like Buckeyes? Never had. Chocolate Probably balls with peanut butter in the middle. That sounds all right. Yeah. No, I'm, either way, you had me at hello. So. <laughs> I don't know whether to do that or chocolate. Why not both? It's a holiday. It's hardboard day. <laughs> wow. You, you think are? plain or chocolate chess? Chocolate all day. My man. Wow. See, let that me, answer. Let me do a big, the, a big old one slice of that. We'll call this one slice. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you think I should? Yeah. yeah. Could I get could I get it a la mode? Yes. What kind of ice cream? Vanilla. Straight up. Go with Dutch apple. Sounds good. What are you doing? What's your pie? Blueberry. Blueberry. Oh, I'm sorry. I forget things. It's a good. Mode. But remember. That's why you don't remember anything because you hate berries. I remember everything. He remembers years like you wouldn't believe. Really? We did the greatest albums thing the other day. I didn't miss one. We didn't miss a single year. date. I watched the entire thing. What'd you think? It was awesome. You got a Master Killer to your record we haven't said? Um, oh, I don't know. I'd have Satisfaction. It's on there. It's on there. You think I'd miss that? It's on the How'd thumbnail. How'd I miss it? I was building a bed while I was watching it. You were building it, so the bed. maybe that's, that's why. Yeah. Wow, I'm going to do Dutch Apple okay. warmed up with something else. This is so sexy. Oh, wow. Double D's. Mets. <laughs> it's graphic. Uh, I'm gonna do a blueberry slice warmed up with vanilla ice cream. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> this is definitely the best hard lore episode ever, right? 100%. It's the easiest one. Nobody else has gotten me by. This was such a lovely day. Yeah, great. Do you know day. where he's going next? Where are you going next? After this weekend? Australia. To Monday. play what? Not fest. <laughs> Brand synchronicity. Well, thank, thank you, Brian. I think this is the perfect place to end this. I'm yeah. going to enjoy my pie in silence at the table. Thanks for uh, for your time today and your wisdom and your grace and your stories. So, you scared me. You laughed me. My lore. You, you scarred me. You tarred me. <laughs> you fed me. <laughs> Thanks for watching. This has been Hardboard, Brian Garris, Knock Bruce, Lou, and Hi. Hot Brown. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. That was good.